Welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. Todd Perry here. To the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Hey, Todd. How are we doing? And left me sitting in again from New Normal Music, from the Tom Likas show, from all the great days at KLSX, working with Frosty, Heidi, and Frank, uh, board hopping for all the, all the big name shows. It's the great Art Web. I came back. <laughs> you, are, you are still back. That, after, can't, that can't be a bad thing. After last show where we sang gay country songs, you had the balls to sit back in this Ikea chair. That and was it, actually the only thing that brought me back was the hope of more of more gay country songs. <gasps> but then but then but then you said no, that's not what we're doing today. So I know. <laughs> I'll deal with it. <laughs> so uh real quick before we get into everything, I have a good good KLSX story from the days. Yeah, okay. Hanging out with art. Now I, I before the show I said art I got a good story for you. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. And uh, one day, I think it was, it was early in the morning, I think it was the Adam Carolla show, for some reason you were, I think maybe you were producing stuff for Frosty, Eddie, and Frank, so you went early in the morning while the uh, Adam Carolla show was going on. Okay. And uh, Adam Carolla had a guest on the show that day, uh, Andy Dick. <laughs> and has uh, got stories about Andy Dick, dude. So Andy Dick was hanging out in the, uh, like the, there's a kitchen that was right outside mm-hmm. of where Carolla yep. did a show. And I was coming into work or whatever, and uh, okay. it was I like, don't remember what you're talking about so far at all. That's good. Keep going. This is maybe 06, 07. Got it. And uh, I was kind of walking into over my desk, which wasn't far from the Corolla studio. And uh, Andy Dick was in the kitchen just gabbing and just, just talking to everybody after the show. Sometimes guests leave and they bail or whatever. Andy was just hanging out for some reason. And... Uh, and there was a brief intersection of me walking through the kitchen, Art walking through the kitchen the other way, and Andy Dick between us. Andy Dick paused, nice. turned to Art Webb, and gave the biggest man-on-man look I've ever seen, where Andy, Art kind of paused right before Andy, and like a dog smelling another dog's ass, Andy looked at Art Webb's feet, slowly ran his eyeballs up of all of Art's frame and the Art in the eye, and wow. made the ultimate eye rape. Like if yeah. Andy would have bent you him. over, would have bent you over and filled you full of seven inches of Andy oh, Andy Dick Wang for eight minutes, it would have been less of a rape than actually the eye raping. And I said that I was like. Oh Lord! Like it was, and then Art. I remember you looked back at him, and there was a brief acknowledgement of what happened, and then you just moved on about your day or whatever. And Andy just shook his head, like it was like Luther Campbell from the Two Live Crew seeing a big ass on a black chick and going, "Oh Lord!" Like it was one of those things. But Andy Dick gave that to you, and I was like, "Well, Andy Dick is into dudes and Art Webb." Andy Dick and I, uh, there's a few stories where him and I have bumped into each other, and it's been the same outcome every time. Are you familiar with any of this? Um, Basically, and I don't know if this was before or after, that might have been the same day even, I don't remember. There's probably a good four that I remember where I was working on the weekends. I was doing, I was producing the Sunday night block of shows on KLSX, which included like the media horrors, Dave Adelson, Roy Draken, and uh, C. C. Thomas, Thomas Howell, Howell and yeah. Bob Lefsetz. Yeah. And I um, was on mic on the Adelson Traken show, the media horror show, and they brought in Andy Dick a couple times. And the first Andy Dick story that I really remember was for some reason on the night that Andy Dick was in studio with his old band playing their crazy ass songs about whatever. Yeah. I saw them live once at the uh, Viper room and they were, they were fantastic. Yeah. I thought they were really good. Well, it just so happened that for some reason that, that one night that I was at work, it being a Sunday night and my, um, my dad had been in LA. He was at a Laker game or something. And my dad had never seen me at work before. He wanted to stop by and see the station and see the whole thing. And I was like, yeah, sure. Come on in. And, 
uh, he came in, and in the same kitchen that we were just discussing, there was a window out to the studio, or into the studio, rather, and Andy Dick was sitting in the chair. My dad walked into that kitchen, and every, within that moment, the entire show derailed for the worse, because I, a lot of people aren't familiar with this. I don't know if you are with my, the whole situation with my dad or anything. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Okay, this is good. My dad is the... Um, He's the spitting image doppelganger of Rod Stewart. Looks exactly oh no, you sent you, like, you yeah. He has he actually works towards looking like him as well. It's, it's like it's not wow. an accident. Like he does his hair like Rod yeah, Stewart. It's, I like, mean, at this point, he doesn't really work towards it as much anymore as he did in his younger days. But he <laughs> uh, but he still retains the hairstylings of a night a good nineteen eighty. Here we go. This is a, a picture. A good thing. I got a picture. It's the night. You know what? I think my dad uh, always looked like John Leroquette. Oh, okay. I think, he, I think he always played There's that. My up. dad, no more than two months. Not ago. to his advantage. Oh my god! Yeah, he looks exact. He has the same hair. It, like uh, the funny thing is, uh, the facial Stewart's- structure, everything. I mean, it's, oh yeah, it's, it's like you gotta be joking, on. really. No, that's my dad. Seriously. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, now, Rod Stewart. The funny thing is, he has the uh, his hair is so crazy for an Englishman, he becomes an Australian because you know Australians always have that weird like choppy. Now, I'm sorry, PE he, teacher look uh, with he, their hair. Is he marrying someone in the? Yeah, this is. He got married a couple months ago, and this was just the first picture that I could find uh-huh. that would accurately represent just how much he looked like Rod in 86. Who knew that a man who looks like Rod Stewart from 1986 still was probably on a second or third wife? Yeah? (laughs) Yeah, Art? (laughs) We got something to unpack here about uh, why Art is in the radio business? Uh, So, uh, (laughs) Dad's a good guy, right? He's a lot of fun to hang out with. He drinks a lot. He's he's, he's more of a friend than a father. My dad dad is a good Christian man, I'll tell you what. Um, But anyway... uh, Andy Dick, my dad walks into the room and Andy Dick sees my dad and loses his shit immediately. Right. (laughs) Because Rod Stewart just walked into the room as far as he was concerned and the band immediately breaks into like Maggie May and they're like trying to like coerce my dad into the studio and then eventually he comes in and my dad's on the air. This whole fucking thing like falls apart in front of my face. I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me right now? The minute he doesn't have an English accent is the minute that Andy Dick goes, wait a minute. You know. I, you know, I don't remember the specifics really of what the on-air conference. I've blocked it out. Yeah, but it was uh, that was, and then every time I saw Andy Dick after that, he propositioned me in some way, whether it was asking <laughs> for my phone number or it was um, I can send a car for you at six o'clock to meet <laughs> you here, car for you. and you know you can come up to my place or. Um, I would have done it for the blow because I mentioned Andy Dick had like some good high-end coke. Like I would, I would definitely spend a night being like. You know, doing some blow with Andy Dick. I feel like that would be. You know, I just there was stand there my was, ground sexually. Yeah, but, see, but you know. with me, there was no way out of the sex. Like you saw how he looked at me. There was no That's way true. that I was going to leave. I was going to be alone with him, and he wasn't going to. He wasn't going to split me like a two by four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there was no way. It, it, yeah, you would have at, at a but, but your only hope could have been that Andy Dick was potentially a bottom, and which you'd be like, come on, just do it to me. You'd be like, no, I got to go. You know. Like, that's easier than... I someone. don't want to put myself there, man, yeah, because, not- you know, Andy Dick's still alive, and I still work in the industry, and we still could cross paths one day. This story might not be over. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I could be there. There's a very solid chance of date The rate. end, there really question is. mark. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. It's, like the end of Flash Gordon. Yeah. To be continued, question it's, mark. It's, it's like the end of Back to the Future Part 1 on VHS. There you go. Oh, yeah. oh, the, the VHS one, or the, the, the DVD the, doesn't have that? No, the VHS... When they released the first film in the theaters, they weren't intending on making any sequels. So right. they, the DeLorean flies off to the sky and said it's over. When the VHS was released, they had decided on the sequels. So it says to be continued. That was not on the original oh. uh, film print. So Robert uh-huh. Zemeckis had a little bit of the George Lucas gene in him when yes. he, he made that happen. Already back then. Now, being that we have an uh, embarrassing story about art, I, 
I was I was talking with everybody before this. I didn't tell them what the story was, and it was like this is one of those borderline stories that, as a guy with a podcast, I you know I, I feel like I'm I'm open with my life. In, in, in a big way, and I've always tried to be that way. But every once in a while, something comes by when I'm like, I don't know whether I want to tell this story on the show. But fuck it. I was at a wedding last weekend in uh, San Diego, and right before the wedding, my wife and I... Beautiful. You're going to a lot of weddings since you got married. We know a lot of a people... A lot, lot of weddings. There's a lot of people that love each other. They're the trend know. starters. That's really... I mean, that's, they're the first ones I think, to do I it. I think that's what happened. kind of yeah. following after them. Yeah. I think everybody is married besides, you know, Buck here. Uh, Art, yeah, I'm not married. Know. At least, uh, yeah. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Uh, and I was uh, getting ready to go to the uh, wedding. And uh, so I had some almonds and I had some Starbucks like right before the wedding because I was hungry. We had a long drive from, you know, uh, the vile, Long Beach that's area. A vile cocktail, my friend. Not that bad. Almonds. Almonds never fucked a guy up. But uh, right before, I'm, I'm with my wife. We're getting ready to take a cab to the uh, wedding on Coronado Island in San Diego. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and uh, we, get, we get ready, and uh, I'm like, my stomach's feeling a little uneasy. And I don't know why, and I think it was just something in the coffee, the way it was brewed. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, we go to the wedding. Everybody gets married. It's, the wedding is successful. I hope it was consummated since. I don't know. But the wedding was successful. And, uh, That's none of your business. It's none of my business. It stick is to, not let's a, stick to you. We're talking about you right we're now. Talking That's about good me. practice. Story. So maybe maybe next wedding I go to, I'll try and witness the uh, consummation. Yeah, just peek through a like, window, like African tribes and stuff. I yeah. couldn't don't, fucking consummate my wedding. Buck was taking bong loads in my hotel room the day me, I got don't married. Don't blame me. On that. Do you have to don't sign like the witness of the ceremony has to sign the license? Is, is there a witness for the consummation that has to sign that part too? I think only in Muslim weddings. I think there is. There's one <laughs> are, guy. Are they the ones with the sheet? And those are the Jews. Those are the Jews. I right, worked right. at Jade Aid, I know. But someone's yeah. got to sign they're the very, sheet. They're very similar. I could see how you confused them. There's not blood on the sheet, then uh, you got some questions to ask her the next day. But so what happens is, you know, I go to the wedding, I have a good time, and then, I'm, you know, it's, it's cocktail hour, I'm having some wine, and I'm chatting it up with everybody, and I'm like, oh. And I, now I'm in a suit, by the way, because I show up in suits, because I'm a fucking dignified human being. And uh, I, I, I... Was it a gray suit with a red bow tie? <laughs> no, no. I did not come in my nation of Islam, Pee Wee Herman look. Gotcha. Nice. And so I, I, I walk over to the, the bathroom, and uh, I go to the urinal, because I'm assuming it's a urinal trip. And uh, 99% of the time, I'm right with this. And so I, I go to the urinal, and I, I, I unleash the beast, and then I'm, 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 I'm peeing. And then uh, sometimes... When you got to pee, you also, you got to rip a fart. Okay. Right? It, it's, it seems like there's some kind of roadblock between the end of the urination and the fart. It's like, it's standing in between. You must expel this gas in order to free up the bladder. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm not a bladdertologist, but I just know, you know, everybody knows that, right? I practice amateur medicine. I believe you're correct, yes. Okay. <laughs> and so I, I, I ripped this fart and uh, it wasn't a fart. Oh no! It was something else. Something else. Yes. So, I don't know what else it was. So entirely. I mean, well, I mean, there's there's no lower end to that to that ladder. There's only you only go up from the fart. If it wasn't a fart, then it was something on the way up, and <laughs> right. that, that that can't spell. Oh, Art, you're really killing the show with logic. I mean, last show you really logicked everything. You just logicked out my fart, <laughs> and uh, you, you're right. You're right. So I, I, but there was another gentleman next to me in the urinal, and oh, no. I, and and I realized that 
Buck? It's highly uncomfortable for you. And is I'm sorry, it? you're you're at the urinal and your pants are all the way down at your knees? No, I'm not a five-year-old. You, you, you don't do, you, I just you had, don't the wiener, like sorry, sorry, I had the no. wiener through, oh. through the boxers and through... Well, you know, maybe this would have saved you if you did that move, Todd. Maybe you should think about that next time. No, then I would have I would have blew shit onto the bathroom floor. <laughs> so, just the so, whole time. So in, down. so in the end, through, through Buck's question, time. we find out that you shit all over your underwear. Well, I didn't discover this until I wasn't sure whether... Because sometimes you're not sure whether it's an air bubble or actually organic material in, right. in between your butt cheeks, right? right. What uh, what color undergarments were you wearing that day? Plaid, plaid, like a red, like a red plaid, red, bra- uh, navy blue, like a whole mix. So had there been blood, you really might not have even known. I could have, I could have, yeah, you're right. I could have had a man ass period, and I wouldn't have known. <laughs> so the moment I realized this happened, I had to really tense up. Because there was another gentleman urinating next to me, and there's no way in God's green earth that I'm going to let that man know that I made the wrong choice of going to the urinal first, and I need to back well, off wait and hit minute. the toilet. Wait a minute. you got to back up here for a second. On a, second uh, on a scale of one to ten, audibly, how loud and how, for lack of a better term, wet was the, uh, the sound of, of, the, of the bodily excretion? It was inaudible, because when the bodily excretion comes out, there's no fart sound. You know okay, what I'm saying? Gotcha, it's it's gotcha. silent, which is what you really got to worry about. Gotcha. And so I waited for this guy to finish peeing and wash his hands and then exit the bathroom. And so I was alone at the urinal. So that guy must have thought I must have drank in like a 40 before <laughs> I, you know, I came to the wedding. Right. So then I immediately ran into the first stall, which was the handicap stall, thank God. And I, I, I dropped my pants, and I realized that my underwear was not going to survive the wedding evening, no matter how much toilet paper I used to clean it out, no matter what. You made that call right then and there. It, it was, it was obvious. This is done. There was no, you know, sometimes people like, you know, George W. Bush, I'm the decider. Yeah. I, I made the decision. And so then what happened was that. <laughs> I think your underwear made the decision for you. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I think the cashews you wait first made that decision. <laughs> Almonds. Almonds yeah. Whatever. So I had to wait till everybody exited the bathroom because then I did a little cleanup job because I had to get rid of the underwear. I couldn't wear this underwear for the rest of the night. You're like a mob, mob guy in the bathroom right now. Did you hide it like Corleone style in the fucking urinal thing or what? Or, or, or like when the dead hooker is in the, the Vegas uh, the hotel when the congressman calls. So I needed a cleanup crew. I, I took it upon myself. You're I wait for everybody to exit the bathroom. I made a beeline to the, the trash can. You know, they have the, the pull-down paper towels. Yes, yeah. sir. I hid the, the my chonies there. Oh. And there was a good pair of chonies, too. It was oh. like, I bought them at Express. And so I put my chonies down, and then I took a couple. Um, don't, don't even go there. Yeah, I, don't don't indulge. And then I, I I took a couple paper towels and I covered up the evidence. Okay. And then I pulled my pants up. I gave myself a good James Bond look, and I exited the bathroom. And I felt like you know, like James Bond when like kills a guy like in a bathroom, and then he just like straightens up yeah, his yeah, tuxedo yeah, yeah, and walks yeah, back you, into you, the party. You you cue the wrinkles. You put on your game face, and you no matter what you just did. You were ready for that party. I was ready for the party free balling for the rest of the night. I <laughs> felt pretty nice in San Diego to uh, Coronado free ball. I mean, you know. You Best place to free ball in America, No, actually. I mean, you're on the beach. It's and really, you're loose. You're feeling groovy. It's you're good. there with Sarah. You tell her about this after the fact. No. Well, you do well, You do have to tell your wife because yes, I don't want my wife. To. I don't want my wife later on that night when I take off my pants to go, where's your underwear? Right. Hey, look, in that situation, I just go, I don't know. <laughs> well, you... <laughs> no, because then that that could lead to a divorce. No, 
You no. don't know. You can't. Just, you're, just how go, can you're you, right. How can you know? <laughs> Move on for the night. Yeah, she yeah. probably would have like just not asked because she wouldn't have not. She wouldn't she have wanted to know. And she no. just looks at that she and goes, "You know what? I just don't want to know." I'm just glad I got I got drunk that night because it was a wedding. There's a lot of free wine. I'm just glad I didn't stand up at a certain point in the wedding. And be like, guess what? Scavenger hunt. You know, like you know, I, I, I did not make on I made on myself earlier today. That's how good of a party this is. That's how you know. Well, you, that's the difference between your twenties and your thirties, man. Sometimes you should wisdom, on yourself. Wisdom. No, the wisdom to not make those bold statements in front of people. Yeah. Well, you know, the the funny thing is a lot of people say that people these days, like, you know, guys you said art, you're you're thirty, right? Probably about thirty. Uh, no, I'm how old am I? I'm twenty seven. Wow, you're twenty seven? Twenty seven. Shit, man. 30 fucking five. Bucks 35. Oh, 45. 40, oh, 45 now? That's right. Who knows? Yeah. But um, people always say that everybody, you know, who's this age is living some kind of extended adolescence. That, you know, you play video games <laughs> till you're 50. This, you... Yeah, this is hard for me, man, because I really am the complete opposite. Like, I never played video games. I don't, I, you know, I always wanted to not be an adolescent. I always wanted to not be involved with shit that was a waste of time from my brain. So I actually, you know, in preparation of the show, you said, hey, can you come up with a few things that, you know, make you like an old man? What old man behaviors did you do since you said you had some story to tell about an old man behavior that you have, which is we've learned you shit your pants. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Um, He needs to pants. It can happen any, for the very young, it happens to as well, just to be fair. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to logic this one out. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, like adolescent things, it was kind of tough for me to come up with this list, but I came up with a few. I got some for you. Yeah. So we were, you know, everybody believes everybody's, you know, some state of adolescence and, and guys that are, are 40 these days are acting like they're teenagers and, you know, everybody's still playing video games and they're still dressing like art. Okay. You, you don't dress like an old man. You dress like, no, you, know, you dress I, like a 19 year old, very fashionable. I wear what's easy to jeans and a t-shirt. You know? Yeah. Buck's looking kind of punk rock here. I've been wearing the same clothes since Friday. Yeah, no, it looks like it. Does it look like it? <laughs> but I love wearing clothes all the entire weekend, like sleeping in it. Yeah. As long as I don't smell, right? No, okay. no, you don't smell. It, it does have Place a slept-in uh, funk to it. Yeah, but it's kind of got, it's got that little bit. Of a, it's got that little fuzz. bit of a stretch. Like it's a got fuzz, the stretch yeah. too. You know, yeah. like it's it's not it's, been it's, warm. not it's not tightening back immediately. <laughs> you got to wash it to tighten back up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Art, if you can get a little closer to that microphone. Oh, here. hey man, I'm sorry about that. This is what you warned me about at the beginning. I told you I can get low. So what are the, the but the thing is I, I feel like I'm I'm simultaneously I'm not my age I'm either way younger developmentally or I'm way older and I, right. I want to talk with the guys that like you have that moment where you start doing old man shit and you're like yeah. oh my god I'm a fucking old man you know what's going on so I asked the guys to kind of come up with what are the things you fear in your old man stuff and I like to start off with Buck um, have you had any old man moments recently where well one thing that scared me I think it was a year or two ago was I think I woke up on my birthday. And much like Teen Wolf, you know, um, you know, woofing out for the first time. <laughs> teen, I, teen Wolf, by the way, W F. Yeah, Teen Wolf. It's W U F. Yes, I actually uh, looked in my ears and noticed that I was developing ear hair. Okay. Oh, that's scary. Like that's white weird. ear hair. Yes, it, it well, is it's white though, right too, yeah. as well. Yeah. Yes, it was like white on the edges and shit. And yeah, I actually shaved my ears. But I was like freaking out. I, I think I noticed at work, so I didn't have a razor right then. And I, I turned to one of my bosses who's older. And I'm like, is this what happens? Like, I was very afraid at that moment. Because oh, I think it was, yeah, I think it was turning like 33 or something like that. I don't that. think so that's going to happen to me till I, I like, woofed out 80. I literally, literally 27 years old, just started 
growing chest hair. I mean, that, that, that's chest. why Andy Dick was I got a big fan. Yeah, yeah no, I think no. so. Yeah. I keep the I keep the facial hair because if I shave, I literally do look like I'm 19 years old. But yeah, you it, it's 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 sick. It's like sick. I don't look 35, but you could pass for 19. Yeah, yeah easily. Yeah. If they need to cast like Haley Joel Osment's brother or something in some movie, I got that kid covered. Stunt double. Yeah. You're down with it. I have a problem with the ear hair, and that's I haven't gotten to the point where I've bought the proper appliance to get rid of the See, ear yeah, hair. See, I've had to buy that. Yeah. Oh, what did you oh, buy? Is that the I have thing a that you jam in Gillette there? Yeah, ear totally. hair thing that's like, yeah. Wow. This is like no joke. Yeah. Do you hear better after that? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's uh, it's basically, yeah, just like a what Q-tip thing, but it's like electrified. I don't fuck with it anymore. Sounds it's like it'll better. give you cancer. I don't know. I, I use an actual razor, like my, my, my five-blade Gillette mock or whatever. Yeah. But the problem is I can't get it deep enough. I yeah. can't get the last hair. So I'll have one real long one. Yeah, pull oh, that man. sucker. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Because that, like, you're... you're your ass cheeks will perk up if you you pull you pull that thing. I get a weird little kick out of that, like pulling out like like my if I get like a really long. This is disgusting, but there's like yeah. a really long nose there growing like, out. Come on, my nose. I'll just rip the thing yeah. out, and it, oh. it, it, you feel that root pull out, and you're like, yeah, there's a nice release to that. Exactly. So like, I put my I use my wife's kin, she's a kindergarten teacher so she has crimping you know mm-hmm. crimping uh, scissors yeah. with like the little corrugated yeah. ends yeah. and I go in there with that but that that's fucking dangerous on your schnoz in my nose yeah, yeah. I yeah. stick it in my nose so art any um, at a man who's twenty seven are you having any old man moments or yeah I got you know dude I got a lot of weird things like I got joint pain terrible joint pain. That's that's an old man thing. I don't have any control over it, but I, my joints hurt constantly. I'm just always with the joint pain. When I wake up in the morning, it's especially worse. I don't know. I got fucking arthritis or what the deal is. You need joint rhitis. It was yeah. your years of uh, the high school football. That's exactly what it was. What it was. was, was and the concussions. <laughs> yeah, when you were when you were on D line. That's <laughs> that's uh, when it was, man. When you played yeah. D line in high school, you got fucked up. But it's more like it's more attitude things that I find myself in in kind of old man behaviors like i drive slow like I'm, I'm the guy that like you know i'll I'll more cruise as opposed to like ripping down the freeways i'm i'm at 65 on the freeway most time just you know but i'm also smoking weed a lot of the time too <laughs> so you're just kind of driving 65s but i tend to drive kind of safely and slowly and i think that's kind of an old man like behavior mm. now at what point because the weird thing is like smoking weed can now be an old man thing because like you know the, yeah. the guy, everybody's like probably our parents generation were all pot smokers in the right. 60s or whatever totally. and so it's it's acceptable but at what point is smoking weed what at what point are you just too old to smoke weed I, I, there's I, no such thing I, I i don't i don't really i smoke weed every nine months and i take a hit and i go uh, i just get paranoid like you know buck is there because buck you it's you a time possibly it, you you're known to smoke a little bit of pot from here is there a certain age where you go with it if i'm still smoking weed at this age it's it's gone oh, too far no no it's oh, uh no. It's part of the lifestyle, Todd. Yeah, it's not only it's, part of the lifestyle. I mean, it's like, think about people who drink until their 80s, the I mean, and I would rather do that than drinking is fucking awful for you comparatively to smoking weed, if you look at it, like actually stack them up against each other. But I but think I, it's I, just I, the, I like alcohol. It's the brain. See, it's, well, thing. it's the that's, brain makeup. It's your chemical genes you. and what you right. respond well to. Like when I drink, if I were to drink one beer right now, I'd be fucked up. But I see, would be this so is, fucked up by one of those this beers. This isn't beer. It's platinum. It's platinum, exactly. So it would take me to a platinum level of being fucked up. Would you like one more, by the way? Would uh, you like another platinum? Yeah. Number one. Look okay, at this. So right. we, have, we have a big fan here, Art's uh, lady friend here, Alicia. It's like, she's hooked now. She's like a 16-year-old girl. No, I think like, she's just like, a- just give me a platinum. I need, I need something to get me through this bullshit. She has bullshit. to get through here. <laughs> I just need to get through stuck. this bullshit. We will have no longer Bartles and James in the refrigerator. 
You're upgrading her. Upgrading like, the plasma. You like that, right? Like I, I, I Mike, I'm, you know, I'm a borderline alcoholic. One. I love it. It's the best. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so okay, you know, because I, you know, once I, I, I find that um, I, I got this weird thing going. Which is I make old man noises. <laughs> I was just gonna, yeah, that was one of my things. Like yeah. I'll, I'll be sitting and like my my dad does this, my uncle does this, and they'll they'll kind of go. Mm, mm. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'll be I'll be like I'll be reading a I'll be reading a book and I will go. Mm, ah. It's like I just can't stop it. It's like this weird like uh, you know Buddhist vibration that comes from my my you know uh, colon or something, and I'm just like. Mm, yeah, <laughs> and then I also, when it comes to noises, I also find that now I don't respond to certain stimuli. Like when I was like, whenever my wife would, maybe it's just because I'm married, but whenever my wife would talk to me and I'm younger, I'd always like give an affirmative or a negative, or I, you know, she'd say, yeah. "Hey, Todd, take out the trash." And then I'd be like, all right, I got her, or whatever. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. And, and then she can't hear me in the other room. And I'm like, I, re- I responded. I made an old man noise. Yeah, you kind of just hum to yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, but, but it, there's something like, it, it feels like there's some tension I'm trying to soothe, which is just maybe my body yeah. falling yeah, apart. You're just, you're just making the vibrations because they feel, they feel good. Yeah, and I don't know what it is, but yeah, my uncle does it. My dad's like, mm-hmm. it could be, it could be a Perry thing too, like that particular noise, oh, yeah. uh, the the oming. It does you know. sound unique. Yeah, Buck, you got? Are you doing any old man shit? I realized I did an old man thing the other day, but uh, it was midday, had nothing to do, and uh, no one was around to go. Movie by myself. Oh yeah, I totally brought that up in the car when I was talking very about. Very yeah. old man thing I do it to all do. Time. I do it all the time. Yeah, but you know, all the time. it feels good. You don't have to worry about anybody sitting next to you, whether they're enjoying it or not, or you're going to have to like discuss the film with them afterward. There's no so work involved. On. You just go, you enjoy the film, and then you can, on your drive home, you can think about the film and make up your mind about how you thought about different things and so on and so forth. The whole no, no people with you thing, really, there's a lot going on there if you just get over the social awkward factor. Of yeah, it. I think the whole front of the theater is for the loners. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like right when you go in, and you because that's the first thing you want to do is like, oh shit, I got see, to know. not me. I'll go, go take that one feline. seat that's in between, in the middle between two groups of people that they wow. left as the buffer. That, I'll just go, I'll just go sit. You're that, that guy. Oh yeah. yeah, man. And then the people on one side are like, he must know them, and then yes, those people are like, exactly. he must know them. Like, no, he's not talking to anyone, <laughs> and he's eating goobers, which nobody over six, you know, nobody under sixty eats goobers. Now, I, I get raised in nets, and that's also that's a very old man kind of well, thing because you'd like to be regular. To yeah, be fair, exactly. I love now, the, yeah. now what movie. Was it? I Mark? went to to see uh, the campaign. Oh, how yeah, was I, wanted, that? I wanted to see a comedy. How now, was it? Okay, no, okay. So you're laughing alone, which is weird because I, I watched something about Mary alone, and it, and I, I watched Super Bad <laughs> alone, and there's there is a weird, weird moment. Where you're like, yeah, there is something weird. <laughs> <laughs> and you're sitting by yourself alone. In I the wasn't theater. smoking a, a cigar like De Niro in Cape Fear. <laughs> nothing. It wasn't nothing like that. I should right. I should I should do that next time though. That'd be funnier. Yeah. Yeah. Just laugh like a, a mother laugh till you shit your pants. I'll go see Hunger Games and fucking crack up. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, I you know I I find that um, I've really I have a it's natural now it's not forced but I have a natural god damn it I like to drop on occasion like <laughs> god damn it. like almost like Doug Steck like god damn it <laughs> where like you know when things piss me off like my dad again. My dad is my mm. template for old man behavior. Right. And I, I believe 95% of the conversations my father had with my stepmother was, God damn it, Marilyn, get me a beer. And he's from West Virginia, so it sounds <laughs> awesome. But I always, like, I'll have moments where something frustrates me, whether it's like a car problem or I'm trying to take out the trash and I can't get, like, the bag out right or whatever. I'm like, God damn it. 
And like when you're 20, you that never comes out naturally, that right? Doesn't happen. Uh, it's, yeah. I've been saying goddamn it my whole life. Shit, goddammit. And it's it's kind of it's kind of muffled. But your teeth are closed, and then you try to get it out between. Your, God damn it! Now, have shit. you ever have you ever heard your mom or or your dad, of course, but your mom has she, is she does she cuss a lot? What? Only only watching the Dodgers. She's a very religious woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I know. Shit, get, get Kershaw. You know, <laughs> that's when she's pissed. That's when she's pissed. Wow. Are you comfortable with the goddamn it, Buck? Do you drop? I, I never see you drop no, a, a GD. I drop more JCs than GDs. Okay, well I that's guess, yeah. that's also an old Jesus Christ. That's what yeah, I, that, I, I. There's a lot of that coming out of yeah. me too. But, but that's from KLSX days when it was always like Tim Conway, Jesus Christ, and like KLSX. Yeah. I used to always hear the Jesus. You know, Christ man, there's drop. a lot of swearing in my family growing up. So it's it, for me, it's even way back to when I was a kid. We were all just fucking swearing all the time. It was swear city. Anybody else have any last old man shit that yeah, they're I got, dropping? I got one more that I that I put down, and this is probably my most old man type of behavior. I is is it's so um, nobody really does it anymore. Uh, I write pointed letters to businesses oh, that upset me. Good. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, if I if I'm upset by a business and how I felt with their customer service or whatever, I will literally handwrite a pointed letter and mail it in. Oh, handwrite, not, not yeah. typed, not typed. You know, I've it's it's been uh, it's been the email has. I've done the email before, but it doesn't get quite the response, the immediate response that you get from a handwritten letter that comes wow. in that just says, I you know, I'm really kind of disappointed with everything that I encountered while I was, you know, usually I use your product all the time. And for some reason I come in and it was just the worst experience I've ever Turns out, man, businesses do not want to lose your uh, your your business. No, they assume you're 99 years old. Yeah, because you're writing them exactly. And, assume, and uh, this guy, has do you no- give your full name? Because I think Arthur sounds more like an 100 year old man versus Art. You know, I won't. Si- yeah, I'll sign Arthur Webb. Absolutely. Yeah, I won't sign exactly. my full name. I, my full name sounds like it's uh, it's unbelievable at that. Yeah, it's unbelievable at that point. Now, what, what what's the last pointed letter that you wrote? You know, I'm meaning. There's actually one that I'm meaning to write right now that I haven't uh, gotten around to yet. Are you mulling it over in your brain as you're driving it in your pretty, quiet moments? You know, I've pretty much got it sorted out at this point. It's more taking the time to sit down and do it, which I just haven't had time for. But there was a, a delicatessen that I visited no more than three weeks ago. <laughs> and that's also an old man and establishment. It's, it's yes. like, <laughs> and it started. It started in the parking lot. The experience was awful, man. First of all, you know, we get out of the car, and we have, sometimes you get out of the car and you got some trash in the car. You want to throw it away when you're walking into where you walk into. There's always trash cans outside. Well, old, tr- a true old man would have a little bag where he puts his trash, like right. Yeah, by but them. you want to get rid of the trash in the car. There's no, there were no trash cans. We walked around the entire perimeter of the building. Zero trash oh. cans to use. Walk inside the building. Zero trash cans to use. Well, name the establishment. So, uh, what was it called? Jason's Deli. And I never uh, eat a, a, a deli owned by a Jason because like there's no Jews named Jason. Yeah, exactly. yeah, no, you're probably right. It was our fault. For us, it's a know, Greek derivative. But anyway, the, the entire process was shit, man. The customer service was awful. They fucked up the order three ways from Sunday. They, they just, everything was terrible. And uh, they didn't give me my pickle. I wanted the fucking pickle. Guy, I didn't get a pickle. <laughs> you're, so you're I, an old man. Do you have a stationery that soul. says from the desk of Arthur Webb? <laughs> I should. It's actually a really good idea. This guy's awesome. That would probably have a little more of a, a point to it. Yeah. Uh, I, in, I, my last pointed email was written to like Verizon. I was trying to pay the bill, and I realized that the website was set up, so it would be so difficult to pay the bill mm-hmm. that you'd pay it late. 
and be like, fuck it. And I was like, I'm just trying to give you my money. (laughs) That's what like half of the time I get mad at customer service people. It's me yelling, I'm just trying to give you my money. Who do I give my money to? Why don't you want to take my money? You ask for it, but then you don't have any ways for me to give it to you with ease. And believe me, I get frustrated with all that shit too. My my, my last old man thing is, maybe, maybe we'll end on a positive note, is like last night I got drunk and I like getting... Well, I like getting drunk, and that's a timeless shocker. Right. And uh, I, I was watching uh, The Big Sleep, which is like an old Bogart film. Mm-hmm. Like I like, I really like watching older movies now. And then I, I love. I was watching The Barefoot Contessa the other day, an old Bogart film. I love Casablanca is like my top three movies ever made. I I was watching Citizen Kane the other day with my wife, and she fell asleep. But I'm I'm starting to get into. There's this whole area of old movies that are classics that are amazing Dude, some of my favorite movies are you know uh, like harvey and i've never seen harvey dude, harvey is jimmy stewart on, jimmy yeah. stewart yeah, yeah. He's, dude big yeah. big invisible rabbit he's talking to it the entire time it rules like well you get high to be fair it's the first movie anybody ever right. you don't even have to be high to watch my it though aunt, it's just like it's super creative herbal jazz cigarettes my aunt every easter <laughs> asked me if i watched harvey yeah it's a great movie uh, arsenic harvey. and old lace fucking north by northwest oh yeah rear hitchcock. window all those old hitchcock movies are yeah, great rear window is fantastic yeah i mean i yeah i can sit there and watch that stuff anytime it's good but I'll sit. I'll, I'll watch Bogart, and I'll go there. I act. There's very few actors acting today, which is a little more of a realistic style that have the same speech pattern and the way of delivering a line. And last night I was watching The Big Sleep, and I was like, "Oh my god, is there anything better than just like watching Bogart chew up scenery?" Like, yeah, no. The 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 Third Man is one of my favorite movies ever made. It's it's it's. I mean, there are obviously accomplishments in filmmaking today that far as like see what they were doing back then but if you go back and look at the beginnings you know it's like the Beatles the people who invented it usually did a lot of those things best and right and it's well I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Far Out Podcast my name is Todd Perry Art Webb thank you for joining the show Buck Perez thank you and we'll be back 